There's no time to sit around licking your wounds, lamenting about what happened last Sunday in the Superdome. Now you got to go to Arizona and play the Cardinals on a short week. The bad news is you got to go to Arizona and play on a short week. Who's going to play quarterback? Is Chris Olave back? Can the Saints get through a must-win situation? We'll talk about it with Doug Mouton of WWL coming up on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to my friends elsewhere who just can't wait to get going tonight. A Thursday night game. Don't we all love Thursday night games? Well, some of us do if we have the uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. Hey, something to look forward to. Way at everybody. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at The Advocate, The Times Picune at bet.nola.com, and this is Datitude, episode number 105 for a Thursday, October the 20th, 2022. That's right. We are just 11 days from Halloween, and... The Saints have been giving us nothing but tricks so far. Is that going to change tonight? Well, we're going to find out in a very short period of time. Doug Mouton, sports director at WWL-TV, is going to join us here. In fact, he already joined us in the live show. Um, Normally, I, you know, full transparency. Normally, I record uh, the... the, uh, the guest portion, and then I do my monologue after and patch it all together. But this morning, I was so gung-ho, I'm recording my monologue before I talk to Doug Mouton. Again, that is a live show we're doing. a special. It was a special live Thursday show, 9.15 a.m., where we preview. We usually do it with Jeff Duncan on Fridays, but Dunk uh, wanted to come on on Friday instead of Thursday, so he's going to come on with me live. So we'll have two days in a row of live Datitude, 9.15 a.m., if you're listening to this now and you want to catch the recap tomorrow morning, 9.15 a.m. on all of our NOLA.com and bet.nola um, social feeds, Facebook and YouTube, and it's live as well on the NOLA.com Twitter page, which is at NOLA News if you're interested and you're catching this as tape delay on your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Attitude. Um You can find that afterwards. We'll do the same thing we always do. Record live with Duncan tomorrow morning, and then we'll have uh, my monologue and my Derry's Dime tomorrow and have it all tomorrow for you, and then I'm going to take a weekend off. I am going to work Saturday for LSU um, Ole Miss. I was supposed to go to Baton Rouge, as a matter of fact, and it uh, boss said uh, our our little show didn't work out the way that it was going to work out, so he said, you could still come if you No, I'll just stay home. So I'm going to uh, cover LSU Ole Miss from home, do what I do every Saturday, and that's uh, social media feeds, and uh, it'll be fine. And then I'm going to take Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. So that means no datitude programming, no, no datitude on Monday like we normally do. So um, I'm going to get away from it a little bit. It's been a long couple months so far. 
And for Saints fans, it's been the same thing. It's been a long couple months. I mean, game seven already. The Saints in a must-win situation. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's a must-win situation. The Saints have to get to three and four if they're going to keep the resemblance of a season alive. The good news is you're playing a team that's almost in the same exact boat as you are. The Arizona Cardinals, and I, I, quite frankly, you know, we don't talk a whole lot about lines on this show, and this show was kind of started to, to go with all of our Bayou Bet stuff. And I thought there would be more talking about gambling, but it's really been a talk show which about the Saints and somewhat LSU, Pelicans, even Tulane a little bit, a little bit of prep here and there. It's kind of turned into a Saints-centric show, which is okay. Uh, shows evolve as they go along. Again, show number 105, we're, we're basically in our infancy. But so we do talk about lines. And again, also, programming note, I know a lot of you listen on Thursdays to hear Uncle Big Nick and I talk about our best bets for the week. We're going to push that back to tomorrow. Uh, that is going to be after Duncan, the segment after Duncan tomorrow. It'll be a little bit shorter than usual. We'll give you our best bets. I have been had a winning record all six weeks, so by saying it, I'm sure to doom myself this week because I got some doozies for you this week. Uh, if you go to bet.nola.com, you can see my NFL picks. Uh, they come out every Thursday morning, which is why we do that the pick show on Thursday. But we pushed it back because the Saints are playing. We wanted to give uh, our our attention to them. We are going to talk a little bit of Pelicans um, coming up as well. Pelicans, big winner. In their opener last night against the Brooklyn Nets, they never trailed, and they were rolling. Uh, the, the, the Pelicans kind of showed a little bit last night of what they can be. Um, is this the year? I mean, it, does Zion make that much of a difference, or does this team coming together make that much of a difference? Brandon Ingram was incredible in the third quarter. So we're going to get to that with Doug Mouton just a little bit uh, after we do our Saints-Cardinals preview. Um, and certainly as we go along, we're going to be talking more about these Pelicans. Their odds have already changed drastically on Caesars, not so much at other places. But we're going to get into that as well with Doug. It is insane how much their odds have changed to win the NBA championship in just about six days on Caesars. It's insane. And if you miss the boat, you can catch them other places because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, we're, look, we're here to help you. So if you want to bet on the Pelicans to win the championship and get a good value on them, don't, you can't do it at Caesars. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but you can't. There are other places we're going to talk about that a little bit with Doug, um, but you got to get your bet in now. If you want to bet on the New Orleans Pelicans to win the NBA championship or any other future bet, you need to do it right now, and you probably need to do it like either at DraftKings, at BetMGM, somewhere like that, because at Caesars, the odds are, have, again, changed dramatically, ridiculously changed, in my opinion. Something we'll talk about. The Saints tonight, again, it looks like, uh, it looks like Andy Dalton is going to get another start. And look, I've said it before. I, I, you know, I'm not bashing Andy Dalton, and I'm not even bashing the Andy Dalton lovers. Uh, I, I, think some, I think some of my friends got their feelings hurt this week. Multiple friends, by the way. If you're... If you're a friend of mine and you're listening to the show and you think I'm talking about you, I'm not, I'm not talking about There were multiple friends that kind of like didn't want to talk. I could tell. After I said what I said last week, at, the Saints are better off with Jameis Winston. But that being said, they're better off with a healthy Jameis Winston. If he's not healthy, then Andy Dalton needs to play. But the problem is, is Andy Dalton fully healthy? He got banged around pretty good last week. 
So you got to start somebody. And I think uh, unless they're both really hurt, Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston is better than Taysom Hill at quarterback. But Taysom Hill needs to play. Taysom Hill needs to be in there a lot more than he was last week. Who cares if you're not fooling anybody? doesn't matter if you're not fooling anybody. He needs to be in there. And the Cardinals have a better rushing defense than the Bengals have. So that is going to be a factor as well. I got a feeling you're going to see more Taysom Hill. I got a feeling you're going to see more Alvin Kamara. We talked about it last week. 19 carries. It was very effective. Over 5.5, five and a half yards a carry. More than that. And they kind of got away from it. I think you'll see more of that tonight. Looks like Chris Olave will be back. That'll be a big help. So there are good news. Uh, there are some good things to see. Also bad things, though. Michael Thomas. Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. I don't want to waste time in my monologue on Michael Thomas. Uh, Jarvis Landry looks like he'll miss another game. So still banged up there, but it's getting better. Marshawn Lattimore is not going to play. Um as DeAndre Hopkins comes back for the Cardinals, but they don't have Hollywood Brown. The Cardinals are in a very similar boat as the New Orleans Saints, and you got to think the fire Cliff Clingsbury watch is already well underway in the Phoenix area. I don't know how much longer Cliff, Clingsbury, Cliff Kling, Kingsbury. Did I say Cliff Clingsbury? I did. Cliff Kingsbury. Say that eight times fast. But you got to think Kingsbury's going to be back in the college ranks before too long because he ain't cutting it. The Arizona offense, and they've had their own issues as well, but uh, they're not playing very well either. So these are two very similar teams. Um, and I'm not going to give my pick away yet, but when it comes down to it, which team do you think is better? And I've watched this season so far. you got to think the Saints are a little better, right? So... Cardinals go in, they're, they're up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This was one-and-a-half, corrupt up to two, and now it's two-and-a-half. And not only that, you got to lay extra juice to get the Cardinals at two-and-a-half. The money line has crept up. Saints were plus 110 a couple days ago. They're plus 122 now. Tells me the big money is betting on Arizona. Um, I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, to me, these, are, these aren't even teams, as a matter of fact. I think the Saints' defense is... At least as good as the Cardinals' offense. I mean, as the Cardinals' defense. And I think the Saints' offense is certainly better than the Cardinals' offense. You gave all that money to Kyler Murray. What has he done this year? Now, I say that and he'll go off tonight. And the Saints have had issues with running quarterbacks in the past. Um, So that's something to remember. But, um, you know, in the over-under, you would think with these two offenses, it would be in the mid to upper 40s. It's 43 and a half. That's a tick up from where it was earlier in the week, but not a lot. So the lines makers don't think they're going to be a lot of points scored. No matter what happens, it's got to be better than the last two Thursday nights, right? Colts, Broncos a couple weeks ago, and then Bears, Commanders last week. Oh, I don't know who's putting these Thursday games together, but they need to get a new new gig because that ain't working. Okay, we're going to get to Doug and get to our full preview. Reminder, this was recorded live, uh, which you're about to hear, on all of our NOLA.com and Bet.NOLA stations. And speaking of which, this afternoon, another show, Bayou Bets. I'll be on with Spencer Urquhart. Zach's got something going on. Zach Ewing has something going on. So it'll be uh, Spencer and I live at 4 p.m. on the same station. 
stations, same Bayou Bets and NOLA.com stations. You can find them all there. Uh, we're going to have fun with it. And then tomorrow morning, we'll be back live again with Dunk. But we'll, we'll remind you all that after I'm done with Mr. Mouton and give you our programming notes. Let's get into it. How you doing, my friend? I am good. Look, Jim, I, I got to give, first of all, the compliments. Your lighting is significantly better. Your audio is great. You have learned, like my lighting is terrible. You have learned how to do this properly. I, I applaud the, the technological growth. Congratulations on that one. Well, that's the broadcast man telling the sports writer that he's finally not looking like an idiot anymore. So <laughs> we're working on it, Doug. no light looking like the idiot. So well, just, just wait till we're about a week away from, or hopefully a week away from moving our studio into the garage okay oh. and oh, wow. and so we're gonna have a, a nice little setup in there i hope soon so I you don't it. just have to see my, my wife's cushions on the sofa here in the background <laughs> and for those not for those not listening live i mean that this the setup is it's, it's in my den i'm totally yeah. transparent it is what it is we do what we got to do yeah. to get things going. Right. Yeah, exactly so we yeah. we do what we got to do here on datitude but they didn't want to hear about our living rooms and our no, kitchen. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. They, yeah. No, I mean, they want to hear about our about our thoughts on the Saints and Cardinals on a Thursday night, Doug, a quick turnaround. And really, for the Saints, that's really kind of good news, I think, yeah. because you, you got get, to get it out of your system, what has happened you know, last week, letting one slip away. It's not the first one the Saints have let slip away this season, and now – to me, a must-win situation tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. look, and I said must-win situation last week. Look, two and four, <laughs> the, the advantage is nobody in the division is better than three and three. The other advantage is in the next nine games, including this one, you play zero teams that have a winning record. So the, these next nine, the Saints will not be overmatched. Now, they have found a way to lose games when they were not overmatched. Yeah, up until Philadelphia – that those next nine games from Arizona to Cleveland, none of those, now for like five of them are three and three, but none of those teams have winning records. None of those teams are significantly better than the Saints. Saints can play with all nine. So what do they do? Do they go seven and two in those nine? Do they go two and seven? Are they somewhere in between? Look, we don't know. And there's evidence of both, depending on how you want to look at it. There's no, well, Gail Walker is a, bit, a little rough here. She says, how about a new coach? And it's that's a little, the first person I've heard say that. Look, I, a little early for that. Yeah, look, you got to give the guy a chance. You got to give him a chance to figure out their problems. You got to give them – look, the way they ran the ball, the way they played offense last week, 47% on third downs. They did a ton of things right. They took major steps forward offensively last week. Whether you want to admit that or not, it's true. They were bad in the red zone, and the real problem was that the defense was suddenly terrible you got to figure out your defensive issues which have not been an issue the last few years you got to figure them out if you do you can still be a good team if you don't we can continue seeing what we're seeing but yeah look my friends the, the Mouton friends, the friends I grew up with, they're all ready to jump off a bridge oh, right there, right? The, the, so, the like, yeah, the friends aren't any better. Everybody needs to be fired. Uh, the season's over. I, I certainly don't agree with any of that. The, the dairy friends are, are they're, they're really hating on me, right? I got some friends that I don't think they want to talk to me because I, I keep saying that when Jameis Winston is healthy, he is the best quarterback of this team, and they don't want to hear it. Yeah, they, well, they just, I, they I just don't want to hear true. it. Yeah, my, I mean, some of my listeners don't want to hear it either. So I mean, I and I, but but it looks. That being said, it looks like Andy Dalton is going to play tonight. And 
Again, yeah. rightfully so. If yeah, Jameis yeah, yeah, Winston yeah, yeah. is not ready, Andy Dalton has to go in there. And you go in, and I think partly as a result. And this, look, I, I put this graphic together last night. It has since changed. The Saints are now two-and-a-half-point underdogs against right. the Arizona Cardinals tonight. Money line is up to plus 122. So if you think the Saints are going to win, then there's bargain on them for sure. If you have looked at my NFL picks column this morning, when we'll get to our picks in, in, in a little bit, you know what I think. But uh, Arizona is in kind of a similar boat, Doug, as the New Orleans Saints, not just because they have the same record, but the fire Cliff Kingsbury watch is certainly on in Arizona. They are not living up to expectations at all. Colin Murray has not had a great start. This offense can't figure things out, and so is that a positive for the Saints? We'll have to yeah. wait and see. Of, yeah, well, of course it is. But but look, <laughs> two and a half points, you get two and a half basically for being at home. So Las Vegas is saying, you know what, let's see. <laughs> we like these teams are even. They're, they're, they both haven't lived up to what they're supposed to. Um, and look, let's see. Look, I, I bottom line, I still like the Saints' talent. I really do. And I still like this coaching staff. Now, I, I've liked them <laughs> up to two and four. Um, I did not think they would beat the Bengals. Um, I, I like I liked their odds in this game better, and they should have beat the Bengals. And I like the odds in this game better. Um, but, yeah, look, the team has not performed up to expectations. I, I, I think fans have every right to, to, to be aggravated and upset and not happy with the way team, the team's playing. But at the same time, we're six games into a marathon. Let's, let's let it play out a little bit more before we make grandiose projections and decisions. All right. Gail said, even though she wants a new coach, she's still a diehard fan. And yeah, while, I believe that. While, yeah, diehard fans have every right to expect uh, or, and, and to demand, you know, a certain level of play. Just because you're a diehard doesn't mean you can't criticize the team. Well, boy, Dougie says Dennis Allen needs to go. Winston's got to go. Honey Badger's got to go. Man, he's just <laughs> right. Yes. This is where we look. When you're two and four, not play the rest of the year. Right? I mean, when you're two and four, these are the kind of things you're going to yeah. hear from fans. It and is. I understand, I understand the frustrations. And uh, look, I'm frustrated too. It just you know, because look, I'll tell you flat out. I mean, I, I cover the Saints as well, and not as closely as. Some of the other guys in the media do. I do it from a different perspective. I do it from a betting perspective more than I do from. But look, when I'm sitting at home, I'm a lifelong New Orleanian. I'm, I'm a yeah, fan too. I mean, yeah. and so of course we root for him to win. So yeah. we're frustrated at home just as much as anybody else's. But just as much. And look, it's a good group. And and look, I go on TV saying I think they're going to win, and then they come out and lose. Like it makes me look like an idiot. Like I don't like it from that standpoint either the fact that they haven't been as good as i thought they would be but i also know that that there are ebbs and flows in seasons and and <laughs> i still remember when drew Brees went down in los angeles a few years ago and i was getting texts from my friends saying the season's over and it turns yeah. out that we went on a, that then they when things were lowest when they looked horrible against the rams then they went on the winning streak, and and this wound up being a, a one of the most fun seasons I've ever covered. So I also know things can turn, and I do believe in the talent. Now I've also we covered those three straight seven and nine Sean Payton teams yes, when did. when it, when there was talent too, and there was Drew Brees, and he could still throw, and they couldn't win a game. And I get it; I, I've been there too. So. Here's what scares me, though, about this team, and I will say this, and this is from just a personal viewpoint perspective. What scares me is I don't see 
the chemistry that they need to have to win. And you and I have both been in the locker room and I'm just not seeing it. And that, so as, as an observer from the outside and as one that doesn't, I don't cover them on a day-to-day basis. I cover them on a weekly basis for the most part and throughout the week from home. Um, I just don't see the, that championship feel, that finish strong mentality that, that Drew Brees and company had. And even last year, What's the, what's the key figure that's missing? Sean Payton. So, but it's the same to me, Doug, that when you talk about losing Drew Brees, it's a major change and a major adjustment. It's the same when you lose Sean Payton, and in fact, even more so, I think. You oh, used yeah. to something for 16 years, and no matter how good the next coach or how rough, the, it, it's always going to be tough for the next guy. Well, sure, and, and, and that's why I think ex- expecting there to be this period where they're figuring things out is normal. And look, I'll say this too. One of the, you know, I do the, the commentaries Monday night at 10 and like, I, like I watch the game multiple times. Sometimes I stay there Sunday night and watch yeah. it in at midnight. And, and I thought the play calling in the first couple of games was terrible and put the saints hundred percent behind the eight ball. And I think that has gotten much better and much smarter in the last couple of weeks. Look, they weren't good in the red zone this week. And that was a new problem that they didn't have in the first few games. But I think the, like, I do think they are making positive strides offensively. I do see growth and movement. Like I said, the defense being, you know, what is it? 28th in points allowed. That was out of the blue and didn't expect the fact that they're not getting pressure on the quarterback is unexpected. And, and, and I think is going to change the fact that they're not getting takeaways was unexpected. And I think it's going to change. Like I wasn't worried about the, the part that I was worried most about is making progress. The part I was worried least about is, is having troubles. And I feel like if they can get them together, I do know, I'm positive of this part, Jim. They were not overmatched by Cincinnati. They outgained about 51 yards. They controlled time of possession. They won the turnover battle. They were not overmatched, right? Like, if you're overmatched, there's nothing you can do. Like, you're going to be a bad team. In, in, in those three, seven, and nine years, that defense was just overmatched. They couldn't stop anybody, and it almost didn't matter how many points they scored because the other team was going to find a way to score more. This team has not been overmatched, and they won't be for the next nine weeks. So you just got to figure out the little things and get over that hump, and, and I do see the possibility, at least, that they can do that. Does that make sense? No, 100%. I agree wholeheartedly. And, I mean, you, you know, we, we go back to, to the line here. And, I mean, evenly matched team. You have to right. win these kinds of games. These are the kind of, and I know it's on the road. You're in the middle of a four out of five stretch where you got to go on the road on a short week. But, really, it's almost to the Saints' benefit. You don't have time to think about anything you've done wrong. I agree 100% just, with that. Yeah. You, you just got to prepare for the next game. Again, this line has changed. It's two and a half now. The Saints are now two and a half points. So that means the money's coming in on Arizona. Right. But that that's okay, too. I don't understand quite. Because if we go back to the, the schedule and we talk about it a little bit, I know it's – if you're looking at this on your phone, I know it's a little small. But, you know, who, <laughs> who, who, who are the Cardinals beat that, that makes you think that they beat Vegas 29-23 and they beat Carolina 26-16. They – they lost to Kansas City. They got walloped by Kansas. They didn't just lose. They yeah, got walloped. Right. They got they lost to a, a Rams team that's showing that they're not that great this year. They played their best game of the year probably against Philadelphia and still right. lost. 
right. and then got beat up bad by a Seattle team that came to New Orleans and, and lost I watched by a touchdown. That game. Seattle really did outplay them in every way. And Seattle ran the ball effectively when they had to. Um, and, and there's a lot of positive signs. The, the Saints played Seattle a lot better than Arizona played Seattle. We can say that. Look, I got a question. Well, I got a question for you from Charlie Smith. He says, Dalton has a way better eye, obviously, thus far from Winston. I don't know if I quite agree with that. He has a better eye, but I don't know if way better is probably a little strong. So if Dalton is doing a better job, is it mandatory that Winston comes back just because he is the star? No, no, nothing's mandatory. No, and, and you got to look. And let me say this. Dennis Allen has been through this before, right? He went to the Raiders and lost. Uh, badly and got fired quickly because his quarterback play was bad. Right. I have no doubt that if it comes, he's not gonna, he's not going down with a bad quarterback just because that's his guy. Um, he he will absolutely make changes and play the guy he thinks is best because he's been down this road before. And if he fails a second time as a head coach, there may not be a third time, and he gets that. I, I'm a hundred percent sure of that. So no, nothing is mandatory. I do think Jameis's upside is better. Uh, Andy Dalton. No, zero is, question about that. I, 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 look, when Jameis is right, and when he was right last year, the one thing he was doing that he was not doing early this year is running for first downs when he needed to. And and he is far better athletically. He's got he's, he's got a better arm. He, 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 he's got way more zip on the ball. Andy Dalton is a serviceable, a solid backup, a good backup. If you rank the 32 NFL backups, Andy Dalton is in the top seven backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, would anyone really go at him as their starter? No. He's a solid backup. Jameis is better. Is he a lot better? Maybe not a lot better, but he's a little better for sure, and he gives you a better upside. But there's nothing mandatory. And, if yes, if you think Dalton's getting it done, great. And Dalton's been pretty good. I, I don't think Andy Dalton's shown us anything that makes you say, this is our guy, we got to ride this pony. Like, I don't think he's shown that. But I, I do think he's done some good things. Well, I mean, you look at the numbers here. And I'm going to say this. Look, I, I agree with you in the fact that um, I think that the Saints, uh, if you talk about Winston versus Dalton, Winston's upside is unquestionable. I mean, you can't question that his upside is, is higher than Dalton. But his, but his floor is probably lower than Dalton's as well. well his Dal floor is definitely lower. His Dalton's a more steady kind of quarterback. Lower. Right. No doubt. But look, the interception he threw – against Seattle was inexcusable and terrible. He has been far from flawless. He's right in the middle of the pack. I think he's 15th in quarterback rating, which is about what he's been. He's been okay. Jameis has the ability to be really good. And Jameis, look, to me, I'm always, always betting on upside. Always. Yeah. I don't want the guy who is going to be, if they're both at their worst, that guy's going to be better. I want the guy who's going to be better on their upside, the guy who gives you a chance to beat anybody, and, and that's Jameis Winston. And and look, do I think this, the Saints are going to need to go out and get a quarterback in the offseason? Without question. But that we're not in the offseason. We're in right. the middle of this thing, and who gives you a better chance to win? Jameis Winston at 100%. But, I, look, I like what they're doing with this in the sense right now. They're not playing Jameis at 80%, and I'm 100% on board with that. Wait as, as, yeah, as am I. I 100% behind it. And so I don't want my, my comments to be misconstrued. I, if, if, even though I think Jameis has to be the starting quarterback on this team, is it mandatory? No, nothing's mandatory. But, I mean, 
if you look at these numbers, and I put these, this graphic on the screen to, to kind of illustrate a point, the passing offensive numbers have actually gone dan, down since Dalton has taken over. Yeah. Now, I get that Michael Thomas is gone, but he's been gone most of the year. He only played, what, one and a half games so far yeah. this year? Jarvis Landry hasn't played much either. So it's not because those guys are gone. The rushing offense has gotten much better, and it's kind of weird. Seventh in rushing, 15th in passing, but overall the Saints yardage-wise are fifth in the NFL. And when Jameis left, they were either eighth or ninth. I don't remember. So that passing number has actually gone down because they were 12th in passing offense when Jameis left. Well, look, that goes back to what I said before. I think the play calling has gotten infinitely better. and the Way, way this, better. This Saints team is built to run the ball. Way better. This Saints team is built to run the ball, and they have done it exceptionally well the last two weeks. Um, and, look, I love the battle. You saw Arizona seventh in rush defense. I love strength on strength. Cincinnati going into that game was top ten in rush defense. Saints ran for over 200 yards against them. They're not top 10 anymore. So the Saints have, the Saints do have the ability to run the ball against teams that can stop the run. Like, I love that strength-on-strength battle, and I think the Saints are going to win that battle. Um, again, they won that battle against Cincinnati, still found a way to lose, lose the game. So it, it, Char- it doesn't guarantee you anything. Charlie Good's out a good point. It's still too early to tell. Fans panic about anything. And, look, it's the same as – you know, there were there were people that there were fans that were coming on this show and on the Bayou Bet show before the season, and the Saints are going fourteen and three and blah blah. Look, I was on the look. I thought they would go. I, I thought they would go ten and seven, and they still can. Oh, they, um, still, they absolutely still can. I mean, but but, but expectations change. AFC champions and the it, Saints outplayed them. I know they lost, but but throw out the final result and look at the the body of work in that game. The Saints can play with anybody. They. They obviously have to get over the hump. And look, here's the flip side of that. And I know I tend to be overly optimistic. But the flip side of that is bad teams tend to find ways to lose. And uh, somebody brought up to me, like, Detroit was the perfect example last year. They kept getting this close to winning and losing and this close to winning and losing. Like, they just kept finding ways to lose. And the Saints were losing with penalties and turnovers. They... Penalties were good this week. They did great. They won the turn of a battle. And then this red zone, they were horrible in the red zone, offensively and defensively. It was a new way to lose, and they found a new way. So the flip side is, what do you believe more? Do you believe the team that was not overmatched by Cincinnati and played well and ran the ball and controlled the clock, all the things that normally mean, is that who this team really is? Or are they really the team that's going to keep finding ways to lose? And Really, it depends on on what you want to believe and and where you know where your heart is. And uh, well, look, people you, my age tend to go the other way, Jim, and you know this because we had years and years of the Saints finding ways to lose. So there's oh, yeah. a lot of people my age that automatically go to, "Oh, this is over. There's no chance. It's done." Because literally, your entire childhood, the Saints were so bad that well just, past our childhood. What's that? Well past our childhood. Well past our childhood, right. <laughs> but then, there, you know, there's also a new generation right now that's used to the Saints finding ways to win for the last 13 years. Yeah, you know, and it's hard to even think, think about it. But if you think about someone that's like, let's say someone that's 35 years old. I mean, really, since they graduated high school, all I've known is Sean Payton and Drew yeah. Brees. So they had a major adjustment without Drew Brees, and now they're having a major adjustment with Sean Payton, so it's easy to think. But you, you look at last year. I mean, the, the Detroit Lions are three, I think three, what were they, three, 13, and one? 
Yeah. And the Saints were nine and eight. Was there really that big of a difference between the New Orleans Saints and the Detroit Lions last oh. year? I don't think so. No, well, geez, last year, last year will go down as the most bizarre season of all time. I mean, is there a question? Or, or the COVID year too. I mean, some of these games the last two years have just been so. I think about that Denver game and how bizarre it was that the NFL wanted to penalize Denver because of the way they did their protocols. So they made them play with no quarterbacks. Like it was the craziest game. They had no quarterback. It's an NFL team playing a game with a guy who literally couldn't throw a forward pass. Worked and, out for the Saints. Yeah. And then last year, the Saints having to play that Dolphins game with me and you out there playing. Yeah. Like they, literally, they're le- who was the left tackle? What was that guy's name? Literally, he played one game in a Saints uniform and didn't block anybody. Like they, they're playing with like Poor Ian Book. guys we've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, so like the bizarreness of the last two years when the Saints were good last year, they, they beat the hell out of green Bay last year. I mean, they just beat them and, and shut Tampa Bay them. out. Yes. And, and destroyed Tampa Bay. Like that team had this crazy ceiling that they never could get to because of the stupidness of the whole last two years. Jim Derry here. Jim Derry here with with Doug Mouton on this Thursday morning as we preview Saints Cardinals again. We're going to talk uh, just a little bit about uh, the Pelicans coming up a little bit. Jeff Duncan will be on tomorrow, tomorrow morning live at nine fifteen once again. Uh, he he is in Glendale, Arizona. It was better for him to come on Friday. Doug uh, happily switched to to come on this morning. So Duncan, we made a little switcheroo in our programming. If that's what you're wondering why Jeff Duncan isn't on this morning, and it's Doug. Again, Jeff will be back to, uh, tomorrow morning, and we will rehash whatever it is we have seen. We don't know what we're going to see tonight. Don't know. I, yeah, I mean, Hagan says, what's good? Well, we hope the Saints are good. We, we yeah. don't know. Saints we don't the know. Pelicans were good. I mean, the Pelicans were really good. But yeah. all right, let, good. Hell, LSU last week was really good. LSU was outstanding. And yeah, I mean, it, it was all good, kind of except the Saints. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about LSU because I find that line, and I don't have a graphic for that line, but I find their line super interesting, and I do want to touch on that just for a tinge. But I want to go back to this graphic, and uh-huh. when you talk about matchups, it goes to show both of these teams, if you look at the numbers, have underachieved, obviously, yeah, two and four. Yeah. I mean, the Saints are fifth in offense and mediocre in defense, so it's supposed to be flip-flop. The Saints right. are supposed to be fifth, fifth or so in defense and mediocre in offense. They've actually been pretty decent in offense. The problem is last week, if you look, getting so conservative and 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 playing not to lose, Doug. They got to change that tonight. I think they have to be super aggressive. I think they learned some things from last week. I think they will be super aggressive. But Arizona a little different than Cincinnati. Cincinnati doesn't have the greatest rushing defense. Arizona is seventh against against the run, twentieth against the pass. Saints going to have to be a little creative tonight, and then. The rushing is tonight the night that Kyler Murray gets it going. He gets the Andre Hopkins back. They don't have Hollywood Brown and James Conner is banged up again as he always right. is. So w- these, these matchups, how, does it favor the saints or the Cardinals? Oh, who knows <laughs> at this point, look at the red zone problems last week were not a problem 
any other week. That's what has been so maddening about this season is that before this game, they were 80% getting touchdowns in the red zone. Before this game, they had been in the red zone 15 times and got 12 touchdowns. 80% is outstanding. Top five in the NFL. That's great. And then in this one game, they went one for five in the red zone. They're still 65% in the getting touchdowns when they get to the red zone. That's still sixth best in the NFL right now, which is good. It was a you hope that that was a one-time anomaly. And then even on defense, the defense had been terrific. It, defense had given up too many points, but a lot of those points were long plays. So when teams had actually gotten in a red zone, the Saints had done a nice job until Cincinnati. They get there three times to get three touchdowns. And one of those was the one on Joe Burrow's run when they did a terrific job on him, collapsed a pocket, and Burrow did what Burrow does and found a way to escape. It was just a great player making a great play. And, and that one was one of the killers of this game. Um, but look, you can also look at it this way. The Saints offense, which was supposed to be the Achilles heel, got the ball 10 times last week, and they scored six times. I know six of those, four of those six were field goals, but you get you score six times out of 10. You score 26 points with that defense, and you should win. I don't put... I don't put much of the problems from the Cincinnati loss on the on the offense. I put 95% of it on the defense just not being able to get off the field. We're about seven or eight minutes away from making our predictions here before we – because i, I got to spend at least five to eight minutes on LSU and the Pelicans before we go off the air with Doug. Uh-huh. So we're about seven or eight minutes away. If you want to make your prediction or you have a comment or a question, feel free to leave it in the comment section on Facebook or YouTube pages, and I will show it on the air. So make your game predictions now. Uh, again, we'll, we'll put it up on the screen. Um, you know, it, it, Thursday night game in October, we've talked about October, the prowess that the Saints have had. We're, we're talking about that a little bit less now that they've lost. But mm-hmm. still, I don't know if you realize this or not, the Saints have won nine consecutive road games in October. Does that mean anything now that there's a new coach and you're talking about a, a lot of this from the Drew Brees era? Does yeah. it mean anything? No, I, I don't think so. And look, I, I always like Sean Payton's chances on Thursday nights or anytime there was weirdness like that. Anytime, anytime you were going to go to London or anytime you were going to, like, I always liked in, in, the, in the same little box, I always liked Sean Payton's opportunity to do something a little smarter and a little better than the other coach. I don't know if that's the case anymore. We, we don't have a body of evidence to believe that. I do agree with you from the beginning that it's good to, to, wash your mouth out from the last from Sunday and get a game Thursday. And I look, I'm hoping this team plays a little more angry than they have. It, it, it's, it's time to, to, to start figuring this out and get a little mad and find your leaders and, and get stuff done. The one thing that's scary is no Marshawn Lattimore. You feel a lot better Very much out so. there. Um, look, Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry are coming back. I, I would certainly feel better if they were there. I, but I don't think the risk, if, if you play Chris Alave and the way they're running the ball um, with Marquez Callaway and the other guys, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really hurt them a huge amount. Um, and you, but, you really, and you really need a lot of more bag next week. Oh, Cause we don't know how much DeAndre Hopkins is going to play tonight. I mean, he, he's right. been in suspension for six games. Right. You can't just, I mean, he can come back in and play a lot. I don't expect him to be in there more than probably 50, 60% of the time. We'll see how that goes. Right. But it's really important to have Lattimore back next week when the Saints host the Raiders against Devontae Adams, who for sure. very for well sure. could be the best receiver in the NFL. So Yeah, for we'll sure. And, and, and they're kind of one-trick pony right now. They haven't been great. So, yeah, if you can take away that 
like that. But I, I don't want to look ahead to that yet because if yeah. you get two and five going, oh, you got to win three and four. Man, that is yeah. rough. Jeez, that is got to get to three and four for sure. All yeah. right, the, well, there's another there are other trends. I, I write a big trends column every Sunday morning. I had to write it on Thursday for Thursday morning this time. And, and a lot of these things are meaningless, but a, a lot of them, I don't know if they're meaningless, but they're interesting for sure. And uh, here's a stat for you. The Saints on Thursday in their history. All right. What do you think the Saints record is on Thursdays? Oh, I don't their, know. In their franchise history. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to remember how far back the Thursdays go. How many total games? 17 for the Saints. They played 17 Thursday games. I'm trying to remember the Thursdays, and they don't stick out. So most of them have to be in the Sean Payton era. So is it something like 11? All of them are? Oh, a lot of them are. A lot of them. Is it something around 11 and 6? No, no, you're off. They are 8 and 9 on Thursdays. That includes two losses last year. They played on Thursday twice last year. That's right, yes. But here's an interesting, weird stat. Seven of the Saints' 17 Thursday games have come against Atlanta. Uh, oh, yeah. And they're 5-2 and two in those games. Okay. So they are 3-7 and seven against everyone else on Thursday nights. 2-6 and six against teams outside of the NFC South. But that being said, that being said, Arizona has lost five consecutive Thursday games. Oh, wow. The last time they won on a Thursday was in 2016 against San Francisco. And it is not the longest drought on Thursdays in team history. The Cardinals lost 11 in a row Thursday games from 1950 when they were the Chicago Cardinals oh, well, through, sure. I guess, through I guess, 2013. I they lost 11 Thursday games game. in a row. Yeah. Wow. They are three okay. and nine. They are three and nine as the Desert Beak Men, as my, a friend of mine used to like to call them. Uh, three and nine in Phoenix on Thursday night. So they don't have a great Thursday record either. What does that yeah, mean for you know, and actually, right You said Thursdays. The ones I was remembering were Atlanta games. Um, but yeah, was it was Buffalo last year? Was that the Thursday? Buffalo and Dallas? Oh, last but, year. Geez, that Buffalo game was horrible. It's when the Saints had half a team, right? Just yeah. the stupidness of the last two years has it just is. Been, it's been bizarre. All um, right. Well, I do want to get to our predictions because we're. we're I don't want the show to go too long. Right. You got a lot, a lot going on today. I got. It. And I, got it. I do want to touch Pels and LSU. So, it, again, last chance if you want to get your predictions in, you can send them in. Gail Walker, she says the Saints win tonight. All right, and I'm going to get your prediction first. It's tough to predict this team right now. I mean, yeah. I've been wrong a lot this year, and, you know, usually, again, I'm called Derry Downer for a reason. And I, I have, for some reason, it just happened. I looked at an analysis and where the Saints are, and I've predicted the Saints. Now, I haven't predicted them to cover every week, but I predicted them to win Every week this season, it is hard. This talent, they are underachieving. What do they do tonight, Doug? Well, I predicted them to lose to Cincinnati, and unfortunately I was right, and I didn't want to be, and I thought I was wrong halfway through the game. I was like, I'm so glad to be wrong. Look, I think the Saints win tonight. I I still believe in this talent. I still believe in this coaching staff. I don't have enough evidence yet that this season is gone or lost or whatever, because I've seen poor starts. Now, this start is stretching. I've seen poor starts in the last five years suddenly get turned around and the team catches a roll and wins six or seven or eight in a row. I've seen it. It's, it, it has happened with a lot of these guys on the field. Hasn't happened with this head coach. But I like the Saints' talent, and I watched Arizona last week against Seattle, and they were a train wreck. And the Saints were not a train wreck. The Saints outplayed Cincinnati and found a way to lose. 
Arizona just got outplayed in every way and lost. So I'm going to go with the Saints tonight, and I, I, I hope I'm right. Well, I think the same. I mean, I'm doing it again. So, I mean, you, you can only bang your head against the wall so many times. And if oh, no, they lose, keep doing it. You if they lose, no, if they lose tonight. There's no way I'm picking them next week. I can tell you that right now. They lose tonight. I mean, I don't know what I'm picking next week, but I know that if the Saints lose tonight, I think this team goes south in a hurry. Yeah, uh, well, look, south in a hurry is definitely in the realm of possibilities. It is. Unfortunately, well, it is. So- Catching a, a catching a roll and winning these next nine or not winning seven of these next nine is also in the realm of possibilities. You know what's sick is they have the serious potential to, like you say, win seven of nine. No they, all, they, they also have the potential to lose like eight in a row too. They absolutely did. I know. I mean, it's, it's the craziest it's, thing. It's 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 bizarro world, and it's all possible right now, depending on what what point of view you come from. Well, I will say this. I think the Saints are the better team. I think the Saints are actually the better coach team, uh, which it's hard to say against almost anyone right now. Because I'm betting the Saints... on talent. Look, that's me too. Yeah. And look, I'm betting on upside. I'm betting on talent. I would bet the Saints in this game. Now, I will say this. I am not betting this game. I would not actually put my money on this game. But if you, you're going to make me make a pick, I like the Saints. I actually have the Saints in a teaser. I think that, and, and I don't know if you, you're not, you're oh, probably yeah, not. Yeah, but you're the king. Yes. Hey, man, it's been working. Master of this new world. 21 and nine this betting. season. 21 and nine this season with my best bets against the spread. So, I mean, that, that's, I'm winning. I'm not winning enough for myself because I don't bet big enough. I mean, I, I am zero percent surprised by that. Well, I, I mean, it, right. you got to pick the right, you got to make the right picks. And I think, that even if the Saints lose, and if for those not familiar with the betting world, what do you do in a teaser is it's kind of like a parlay. You have to pick two teams. You, you get a bonus in the fact that you get six points added to the spread for each team. The The only caveat is you have to win both of them to win the bet. And it's it's a minus 120 bet, which means you got to either bet you bet $12 to win 10 you bet $120 to win 100 let me ask you one quick question. You got to pay a little, little extra juice. Yeah, well, Go ahead. One quick betting question. In the new world of betting, you like still like betting with point spreads better than just betting straight up with a you know it, plus one twenty. It depends on what it is, and it depends on what the sport I hate is. Point spreads. Now, if I'm going to bet a game, I now always bet one team to win, one team to lose, whatever. I hate. The point spread. The, the problem is, it, like, just take, for example, if you want to bet Tampa Bay this week, okay, you think Carolina really stinks and you want to bet on Tampa Bay. Are you actually going to lay $55 to win 10? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not yeah. going to do that. If it's a guaranteed 10, yeah, I bet Aaron Judge to win the American League MVP. There are no, did you watch the Tampa Bay Pittsburgh game? Like, they're giving me money. Did you watch the Tampa Bay Pittsburgh game? There is no such thing as did you watch the Green Bay and the no, Jets right. game? Right. No, no, no. Did I'm you watch the Ravens and the no, Giants? No, no. I'm saying if in my head it's a guarantee. No, there is no guarantee. Of course not. But if yeah. I'm sure of something like that, Aaron Judge is going to be the American League MVP. I'm going to bet that, even, oh, well. if, even if my payout is not much. The OG Sean the Don says, "Who that for life, baby?" And and my friend Alton Humphrey. We call him Slugger. That's a lot of words. That is a lot of words. So I don't know how much I can I can, I can read of all this Slugger, but uh, we're going to give you another chance, as they say. Uh, he thinks the Saints win, but they won't win six or seven in a row. I don't think I don't think anyone's going to think the Saints are going to win six or seven in a row. We just said they're capable of. Dennis Allen is not the answer. 
I'm, I, I don't know that he is the answer, but I don't know that he's not the answer. Judgment in six games. We don't know that he's not the answer. Oakland was terrible. Yes, he deserved to be fired in Oakland, but this, that's 10 years ago. He's a different guy. He has run spectacular defenses for the last six years in New Orleans, five years in New Orleans. I, I don't know how you can, I, except with emotion. I don't know how you can intellectually make the decision that he's done and he has no chance to be a good NFL head coach based on six games. Except for Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. And who I think he's done just an awful You don't awful, think he can figure it out? I, mean, I think he's proven that he's not an NFL head coach. <laughs> but I think in a very except in very rare cases right. you could, the judgment on a coach after six games is absurd. Yeah. It is absolutely Absurd! You cannot you cannot say a coach should be fired or he's great. I mean, there there are coaches that go you know could be five and one, five right and now. one right. exactly. I mean, do we think that Brian Dable is the best thing since sliced bread? That's a I mean, perfect the, example. The Giants are five and one. Do perfect we think, example. Do we think he's the Giants for ten years now? Exactly. I mean, look, I, I was high on the Giants for the season, and a lot of it had to do because of Brian Dable. But that doesn't mean the Giants won't finish eight and nine or but I will seven say and ten. Too, it's a lot easier for us in New Orleans to make a rational evaluation of the Giants than it is for us to make a rational evaluation of the Saints. I guarantee you, football fans in New York are saying, "Give Dable a ten-year contract." Exactly. Dennis Allen, I don't know. We don't know yet. The jury's still out. Like they could be more rational about New Orleans. Anyway, well, it's yeah. it's all it's always like that. More rational in New Orleans, and and Uncle Big Nick, who will be on the show tomorrow, chiming in. Belichick had a losing record in Cleveland, and New England gave him a chance. I. I I think that probably worked out okay. It did. I'm not sure I want to put that kind of like stigma on Dennis Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not comparing to Bill Belichick. Belichick. No, no, no. But yeah. We're not going there. But uh, look, I, again, I, I like the Saints in a teaser, and I'm going to tease them with the Las Vegas Raiders, who they're right now the Raiders are a seven point favorite, which means you'd get the Saints at eight and a half. You get eight and a half points with the Saints, Ooh. and you get the Raiders at minus one over the Houston Texans. So that that is going to be one of my best bets of the week, actually. I do. It, it Saints plus call. eight and a half. I would bet that. Saints plus eight and a half, and then the Raiders basically just need the win over the Texans at home right. after a bye week. Right. I like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Then wow. That, that's I, my, that's my reason that's you're the betting dude. Yeah. Well, you got to you got you got to find them. So, but yeah. uh, look, and Mark says Raiders are coming next week. They are, and like Doug and I said, we're not looking ahead. Yeah, you, you got to win this one. You got to go two and four, and then you'll see what happens. Tonight, it's going to be rough. Oh, well, let's, let's think positive, and I don't the do locker room is going to be rough. It is. All right, real quick, LSU this week, oh. Ole Miss. Again, I don't have a graphic for the line on this game, but I don't understand it at all, which means I will completely stay away from it. If I had to bet on it, I don't see how you can't take Ole Miss. I don't understand why LSU is favored. It makes zero sense to me, but – I don't know the 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 big the guys with lots of money and, and the ladies with lots of money who do this for a living, they think LSU is going to win this week. What do you think? Look, I, I, I look. First of all, LSU took major strides forward last week in the swamp. That was a great win uh, for Brian Kelly. I never thought this was going to be the year that LSU was going to a New Year's Day bowl game, right? I right. think in Brian Kelly's first year with the amount of unknown. You have to put the expectations realistic. And what they did against Tennessee was 
what can happen against the top 10 team. Now, we see, we see Tennessee might be the best team in the country. I don't think Ole Miss is that good, but I do think Ole Miss is significantly better than LSU at this moment in time. I, I like Ole Miss's chances to win this game. I still like everything Brian Kelly's done. That's not an anti-LSU thing. It's just I don't think they're ready to play with a top 10 team in the country yet. And I do think Ole Miss is legitimately, they're seven right now, legitimately a top 10 team in the country. And I don't think LSU is there yet. Lane uh, Kiffin will. Positive they're not there yet. But I, I like I like Ole Miss Saturday. I'd love to be wrong. Lane Kiffin will find a way to screw that team up. I think yeah, it, is, I, it is overrated, overhyped. I, I know Maybe. people like that style. And Ole Miss fan, look, compared to what Ole Miss has had in the past, he's he's fantastic. Right. But but I think he's overrated and overhyped, and I don't think they're ever going to win anything big with him as a coach. Now they can be what they are now and be nine and ten win teams, which again is a major upgrade for Ole Miss. Yeah, and look, he's a good recruiter. In the country, I mean, they're seventh in the country. Yeah, well, that's, that's now the first cool. college football playoff poll is not out yet, but if that was out, then that's, I think that's about where they'd be. Um, when, they, when they play Alabama, they're going to get the hinge. Yeah, we'll see, off. and and we'll see when we get there. I, I am really curious to see how they match up with LSU. Um, but Ole Miss has looked good so far this year. Yeah, and LSU's defense at times, not every game, but at times has been outstanding. I, I, I just wish Mason Smith hadn't gone down yeah, right off the bat. That hurts. But yeah, no, LSU, LSU's got some talented pieces. They've also still got this crazy amount of unknown. But I do think they made real positive strides against Florida in a, in a big way, which gives them more of a chance this week. Um, but but I, I would not bet for LSU to be – Top ten good at this. That is, that is a stay away game for me. But I will say this: if it, you got it, the if you got the over on the LSU at the seven wins, if you got the over on that, yeah. If LSU wins this game, I think oh. you're golden. I mean, oh. I think the Saints, uh, Saints. I think LSU could win if they win this one. I think they're better than Texas A and M. Really, I think they're at this point. I think they're better than Arkansas. Will they win both of them? I don't know, but I think they're going to win one of them. Right, it's right. A, they're well, not going to beat Alabama against Florida. Makes them competitive against all those. Yeah, and makes all those interesting. Yes, for sure. So, big, big, big game this week, uh, and it's going to be fun. To all right, Slugger, we'll give you one more chance. Ole Miss is who they are and always be. Remember, she took a knee with five minutes left inside the five yard line. Forgot about that. Um, all right, we got want to talk about the Pelicans real quick. We got about just a couple minutes left. Doug, man, and I, there's one thing to win, and then there's there's this. I mean, how do you beat the Nets? One, I mean, I expected them to win. It was our yeah. best bet of the day yesterday. So I expected the Pelicans to come out and win because I don't think anyone knows who this team is. But to come out and beat the Nets, 130 to 108 in a game that they were never really threatened. Once yeah. the third quarter started, they were they were on fire. They get the they got to go to the Hornets tonight. Hopefully, there's no letdown there tonight at six o'clock, and then they come home on Sunday night. No Saints, so you can oh, watch the Hornets the are Friday night. The Hornets are... Wait, that's not tonight, is it? Yeah, I think it's tonight. I'm pretty sure it's tonight. Did I, did I mess that up? Um, I'm looking right now. Wouldn't be the first time that I, that I messed it up. Let's, let's, yeah, that's Friday night. Friday night, okay. Well, my ignore my graphic that says tonight. Yeah. So it's Friday. I'm sorry, I don't mean to point out. Oh, I'm glad point. you did. No, please. Sometimes I, like no, 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 no. I welcome. Fully through it and... Try and hope people don't notice. Oh, no, no, I'm never like that. I welcome that. Please yeah, always okay. correct me. Yeah, and and right. viewers, please correct okay. me. But anyway. Actually, Pelicans Wednesday, Saints Thursday, Pelicans Friday, LSU and Tulane Saturday, Pelicans home opener Sunday. 
Like that's and, then, a- and prep football, and I'm going to the parish tomorrow night uh, oh, to cover okay. Chalmette and Eric, uh doing broadcast for VSN. That's going to be fun. That's it's a very busy weekend, but just talk about how impressed you were about what you saw. Well, look, the one question was how does Zion fit in with a group that was playing well at the end of the year? And the answer is beautifully. <laughs> the yeah. way it was unselfish, it was, look, your big three all found their points and played unselfishly. I'm talking about C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. The defense was plenty good enough. This team can score in so many ways. Um Look, it's a nice mix of young players and a, and a couple of veterans like Valanciunas and McCollum. Um, look, th- th- this team is dangerous. We were setting the, ex- the bar at hopefully being the, the fourth, fifth, sixth seed in the West. I mean, look, it's one game in, but it shows what they can be at their best. Um, and what they could be at their best is a really good team. And if you didn't like this team before and you saw that game, you'd like them now. And they're going to start getting national TV games added. They were fun to watch. Um, look, all, I, all trends are going up. I have some interesting play. numbers for you. I know, I know you, don't, you don't dive into the betting world, but you do, you know, you like it. Yeah, you, I like you, to dabble, and I find okay. it super interesting. Here's an interesting number for you. This, the Pelicans started the week on Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah. To win the NBA championship, they were 30 to 1, meaning right. you could bet, well, yeah. it's plus 3,000, which means plus if you put $100 down on the Pelicans and they win the NBA championship, you get three grand. That's right. pretty easy yeah. to understand. Yeah. It dropped to, before yesterday's game, it went from 30 to 1 to 27 to 1. Uh-uh. With one victory against uh-huh. the Brooklyn Nets on uh-huh. Caesar Sportsbook, it went from 27 to 1 to win the championship to 20 to 1. Oh, wow. That is so now you could still get them. I went on this morning. I went, you got to shop around. If you're a better, you can't just have one sports, but you got to have like four or five. I'm not kidding. Not only do you get great bargains, and look, we're the official odds partner of Caesar Sportsbook, so I don't, we, we dangerously try to around these sorts of things. But bet MGM, they're still 35 to one. You go jump on there and put a little bet on them. They're 30 to one on uh, DraftKings. So if, if you have either of those two books, if you don't, go get them. But I'd say, Thirty-five to one and thirty to one—that's that's worth ten bucks. Oh, it doesn't hurt. Oh, winning a championship—that's a whole different level. I'm I'm not thinking at that way at this point. I'm I tell you what, the way they played in the playoffs last year, yeah, and and, and, I and I, this team coming—you always say that about teams. You're like, doggone it, I should have put some money yeah, on. I know, I know, right, right. So why not? Why not the yeah. Pelicans? Yeah, There's no one that I love besides the Warriors. Look, eight of the first 11 are on the road, and the, the, the hope before that was, man, five and six or even six and five yeah. after those first 11. Now you look at it and say, this, this team looks good. This team, the- you know, obviously, you got to keep everybody healthy. Um, th- that's 100% the issue. But, man, that big three, like, they fit together yeah. so nice in that game. Other than the Warriors, there's no one that like I don't think the Pelicans like just don't match up against. I think I'm not like, yet. I even want to see that because there's no human that matches up with Zion when 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 that's he's true. on and and you got guys where he doesn't have to do everything. I it's mean Ingram and McCollum and and look Trey Murphy hit four threes and that like that is that is something that's really gonna matter in close games. Is you you give it to Zion on the inside, and just let him kick it out. I mean that's. That's the whole nature of this offense. And if you got guys who can hit threes, you can beat anybody. All right. Well, final thoughts, Doug Mouton, before we, we go off here. Saints-Cardinals, we both think the Saints are going to win tonight. 
What must the Saints do, right, as our final thought before we go off the air? What must they do to win this game and come away at three and four? Well, I got to run the ball. I mean, it's a look. They ran it last week and lost, but you got to run it. You got to control the clock. You got to do all those things that they did successfully last week. It's the it's the winning formula. It's what this team does best. Arizona's seventh in the NFL in rush defense. It's strength on strength. That makes it fun. But the Cincinnati was top 10 too before the Saints ran for over 200 yards on them. You run right at them. You use Kamara as much as you can. You get Taysom Hill seven or eight carries in there too. And, and, Let's see what happens. I, I, if they run the ball and control time of possession, I still love their chances to win, and I still like this team despite the fact that it didn't work against Cincinnati. Put me on record. I'm in complete 100% agreement with Doug Mouton. That doesn't happen every day. Oh, that rarely happens. But, but, it, but it happens today. Someone from Canada, i got to put this up before we Someone from Peter Provost from Canada is saying, go call. Hey. We, we welcome Cardinals fans to listen in, too. And we welcome Canadians. Yeah, we, Canadians are, are fine. I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays, I had them a ticket on them. They didn't I come love the Blue Jays. But they, yeah. they didn't come through. It's all good. And, yeah. and speaking of baseball, Doug Mouton, winner of the Billy Rainey League. I mean, he, yeah. he rested the championship after back-to-back titles by the Derry Bombs, oh. the dugouts. <laughs> Wait, where did we finish? I'm trying oh, to it was bad. Oh, it was, it was bad. bad. I, I I did that. Look, 21 years in this league. I was fighting all the way through. I have never finished last, and I refused to finish last, and I didn't. So yeah. I accomplished my goal of not finishing. I finished ninth. Look, I bought pitching. I bought it heavy. I went after yeah, my guys. It was ugly. Well, my big hitter was Manny Machado. I spent my money. There That's no who mine was for two years. And Manny Machado's been on a championship team in the BRL for three straight years now. He, he Well, his, his third base is so bad in the National League. And Austin Riley was already a keeper. I, I had Arenado. I had Danny Machado, and it was the smartest move I ever made. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. see how it goes next year. I'll, okay. I'll be well, back in this thing. He won't uh, be on the market, I can tell you that. Uh, I'll be I'll be back in this thing next year. We'll see how it goes. Oh. Doug, thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Fourth down and four this, this Sunday night. And then the Saints are back on Channel 4 the yeah. following week uh, yeah. when the, against the Raiders. Channel 4 we'll next a Thursday week. Thursday night special. Whenever the games are on Channel 4, we'll have a Thursday night special to get you ready for it for the Raiders game. We'll be looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure, well before the season's over. If not, we'll have a hot dog in the dome. Yeah, there you go. All right, Jim. All right, talk to you later. Doug Mouton on the show this morning. Again, previewing Saints-Cardinals. And Jeff Duncan will be on tomorrow morning live on all of our NOAA.com and bet.noah.com social media stations. We hope you will join us. That is going to about wrap it up. I told you what I thought. Again, my best bet. If you missed it, uh, you got to bet it now because even though it's a it's a it's a twofer, you got to put two together, a teaser. Remember those teasers. You get six points of bonus with each team, which means I like the Saints plus eight and a half, and I like the Raiders minus one over the Texans instead of minus seven. You put them together. You bet twelve dollars to win ten. You bet, I don't. I bet sixty to win fifty. You can bet one hundred and twenty to win a hundred. But both of those things have to come through, and you win the teaser. We've been pretty good with the teasers, and so that's that is our best bet of the week. Saints plus eight and a half. Uh, also, Raiders minus one. You got to put those together. You get the bonus, but you got to pay the juice to get it. We like that as our pick of the week. What do you like? What did we think? Of, look, I think the Saints went straight up. I told, I, I said that. 
It's a must win. And I said in my column this morning, it is going. I haven't written it yet, but it's going to be the daily best bet of the day. I simply think that the Saints are in a position, they're, they're in a better position than the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going like really south. Uh, we talked about how the Saints floor is, is it's low. I mean, the Saints, would you be shocked if the Saints only won four games this year? You'd have to say no at this point. Would you be shocked if they won 10 or 11? I mean, I don't think I'd be shocked. I'd be more surprised probably if they won 11 than I would if they, lost, if they won four. But that's where we are right now with the Saints team. We don't know. It's tough to predict them. It, as a better, it is tough to prognosticate these Saints. And so I think we're going to learn a whole lot. I think tonight, we might learn more tonight about this team and who they are. Because, again, you don't have time to think. You just go and do it. And I think that's what the Saints are going to do tonight. They're just going to go and do it. Do it. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, I just think, are going in the wrong direction. I, just, I think the Saints are a better football team than the Cardinals, and we're going to find out if I'm right or if I'm wrong. And, again, if, they, if the Saints lose tonight, I'm not picking them next week because I think this, this season is going to go south. And so are we living on a prayer? Maybe. And either way, again, we're going to talk about it with Jeff Duncan tomorrow and find out if the Saints are living on a prayer. Three and four and two and five, there is a major difference. I mean, we talked last week about the difference between two and four and three and three. Of course, there's a big difference. But even more so tonight, there is a major, major difference between three and four and two and five, just the outlook on the rest of your season. You've got to come home with a victory. You've got to, the Raiders and the, the Ravens coming up next at home in the Dome. If you can get to three and four, Find a way to play the Raiders next week with all the weapons they have. They're in a dire situation as well. They're playing the Texans this week. They've got to win to get to two and four. So, big major point of the season. To me, these next three weeks are the breaking point of the season. Or it could be the point where the Saints look back and you say, you know what? This is where they turned it around. Which one is it going to be? We're going to find out. Again, we'll talk about it with Jeff Duncan tomorrow on Friday. No show on Monday next week. Uncle Big Nick also will be on the show tomorrow. We will make our best bets. My best bet other than the teaser I just told you. That's all coming up tomorrow, a jam-packed show. If you can't join us live, you can join us in the same spot where you get all your podcasts. Just search for Datitude, like you, most of you have already done, and follow us three shows a week, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, although there's no Monday show next week. We will see you in the morning. Enjoy the game. Have a great day. We will talk to you on Friday morning. Peace and love, my friends. We'll